Boom, episode 91 the Talking Bollocks podcast. Something's falling down. He loves you to fall in love. He's cheerful like Grey Star to the episode. Flow will keep it. Yeah. Episode 91. It's me, Terry Flower. It's me, COB. I can't love you in there like a question mark. Like a fiver now on the floor. He is. <laughs> I think he's at the phone on a fiver. <laughs> yeah, the breaking himself up in there. Uh, what's happening? Let's take exactly the two of us, bro. Yeah, I know. It's very uh, early. Isn't it? That's what, that black it's the new phone. set you have. I don't like it. I don't, I don't know about the chairs. I think you need to make the chairs black or something to fit the mood. This is, I don't I feel like I'm at a funeral. Heads we would. Yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm at a funeral or something. This is. In a pair of Nike shorts? Bro? Yeah, it wouldn't be like me. Yeah. Dead, Do you know what? Believe it or not, Terence, I forgot we had a podcast today. That's why I wore shorts because I drove in. Would you not? You usually wear shorts on the podcast. Yeah, but it's lashing rain. That's a valid point. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, here we are. You're not wearing shorts in the rain anyway. So, me and Brian O'Brien went for breakfast yesterday morning and when I walked out of the gap, he goes, why did I know you were going to be wearing shorts? Mm. I was like... I think we're cling- We're at that time of the year where you're just clinging on to a bit of heat, but it's going to be Halloween like next week. Yeah. Do you know what I haven't seen anybody collecting. I've seen two young ones yesterday collecting. I was going to take a video of them. Yeah. yeah. I was proud and then I wasn't. They were pushing a toy in a trolley and I was like, what are you doing? Quick one. So, we actually have a new producer, a new member of the Gowlow team and they are Curla, her name is. She's stung with that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just gonna sting her straight away. She won't even know what collecting is from where she's from. So collecting is like you get pallets and tires and stuff like that and bones. You build a bonfire. Yeah, yeah, you have yeah. a bonfire on Halloween. She probably hasn't a clue what that is. But if we stung her in initiation, yeah. What initiation? The way the footballers do over a song. Yeah. What, yeah. What would you sing? What song would I sing? You talked about stinging her. You had to sing a me with that one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, what song would I sing? Oh, bollocks. Um, Ice Ice Baby. Yeah, that's your go-to. That's that. my go-to on karaoke. Wait, you said when we signed the go-to mm. karaoke. Do you remember, actually, Don't be a little behind the scenes. Now, a little behind the scenes. Remember we tried to do it with the with Will Our Boy Part 2. And it was actually probably the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah, we tried to get the lyrics on the screen behind us. No, remember uh, you did a song and I never recorded. Yeah, so... What song was that? Well, the lads were trying to figure out how to get the, the lyrics on the screen mm. and have the music playing over it. And I was going to be deadly and then you couldn't get it walking. And me and Will had done Bohemian Rhapsody. That's what it was. Just to get out of the tables. It was fucking deadly back and forth, yeah. And but, uh, recorded, so here we are. Yeah, Ice Ice Baby be my go-to. What be yours? Curly said, lose yourself. Eminem. Not a bad show, in fairness. If you know the whole thing. It's not a bad show. If you know the whole thing, not just the chorus. You like, know it. Ah, you do. Souls escaping through the hole they're escaping. This world is mine for the taking. Make me king as you move toward it. New world order. Normal life is boring. And superstardom. Close to postmodern. <laughs> Homie knows what. <laughs> Come on. No, we'll leave it. Oh, he's Goes home and barely knows his own daughter. <laughs> I said, he's gone Scarly G. I've got the better of him straight back. <laughs> what would you be? Oh, pick uh, whatever. Yeah, uh, don't know. <laughs> Stand by me. Yeah. What's your name? Ben King. Ben E. King. Ben E. King. That's what I think. Yeah. Shit, yeah, Shabin, what a tune. Did you ever see the film Stand By Me? No. Oh, Terrence. Is that where the song comes from? I'm gone. <laughs> Wrap this one up. It's that... actually not, but it's in that film. <laughs> so it's a good question. Uh, no, see, that's one of the best films you'll ever, ever see. See, now we're... So we have a new setup in the studio so we can see straight our producer on Blend. And 
Well, about, I don't know how many minutes into this, and he's just taunting and nodding the head. He's sick of his elbows. Yeah. He can't stand us. We, I need to turn my sea facing this way. Swap seats will be, but... Uh, yeah. Do you remember we were going to do the film club with you? And we are going to watch a Why film every we week? Why do that? What happened? Yeah. Oh, copyrights and all this shit, because we wanted to have it on the screen. So no point in just a camera looking at us to reacting to something that they can't see. Yeah. Do you get me? But then didn't someone say, watch a film and then talk about it the week after? That could be a bonus episode. Sorry about you. Would people want bonus episodes? We could do an extra two episodes a month. Of a and film club? An extra episode every two weeks. Of a film club. But um, Stand By Me is actually a brilliant film. Yeah, uh, It was Stephen King as well, wasn't it? Stephen King? Yeah. Remember I told Stephen King is just like behind some of the best films ever made and everyone thinks he's like all about horrors and all. That's right, I was going to say, you see, not the horror film. Yeah, but he done The Shawshank as well. Yeah, I haven't. So now, I know I've watched it before, but I haven't watched it. Stand By Me is a lethal film. I think you'll love it. Genuinely, it's really sad. It sounds sad. Uh, it's sad in a. It's like a coming of age film. It's about four young blitz who want to bleed in an adventure, and then at the end, it's just like. Like Mickey Bow and me. Kind of, yeah, but then at the end, it's just like they all go their separate ways, and then. It, it, I don't really. I fuck, you can't even say it's a spoiler because it's out about 40 years, but at the end, it's the fella. Don't tell me to watch it. Writing a story. He's writing the book. He's writing his own book. About his life. Ah, I get You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, he's grown up then. Yeah, he's grown up then. It's fucking lethal. But uh, we actually have listener questions. So. Let's do it. Right, let's do them. Before uh, we do it, we have to give a shout out to Diffney's. For looking after us with the suits, bro. They are fresh. Yeah, it's about 12 So, I was going to tie this in, but, like, you're at the round now. You dive straight in. whole show. So, I was thinking, will we do a live show before the end of the year? Just one more. Right, that's going to be the zinger, so. Yeah, as a singer, will we do another live show before the end of the year or tail? No, will we do another live show before the end of the year? Yeah. <laughs> we we'll just do a week, just do a whole week of live shows. So Mark McNally's doing fifty days in Vicar Street. We can do seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are sick of us as Imagine us more than one. So what I was gonna say, do you want to look into doing another live show? And then you would have been like, no, and I would have been like, tough. And then I would have said, but shout out to Dipney, who always sort us out for the live show. Because it's Deb season. Get See, on to the definition. The issue is, you could have put me away to that. Yeah. And we could have teared that up, but we're just not bright enough to yeah. do them things. Like. Mm. See, we're not professional. That's it. That is the issue. We're not that. professional. Remember, podcasters. we were in Vicar Street for the last one, and I was halfway through a story, and I forgot where it was going, and I still haven't slept since. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, blah, blah, blah. And then I forgot the punchline, so I just sat there. And right. the board shouting at me. That's how real you are. I was like, I'm just a tick cunt. Yeah. Off. Really forgetful. Yeah. So, uh, what is your biggest fear? Genuinely. You have these as well. Don't have me asking them. So take your phone <laughs> and look at them. <laughs> yeah. Biggest fear. I'll give you my top three, yeah? <laughs> I didn't know you ranked fears. <laughs> oh, I have a lot of them, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously my biggest fear is definitely Texas. Right. Legit. Yo, do you know how bad it's been in town? With Gar Brooks on. Brooks. If I get behind on him, I'm going to fall. <laughs> <laughs> Cowboys all over those history. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I genuinely don't get coffee. it. Yesterday morning, morning time, Cowboys strutting up and down the road. <laughs> I, just, I went back, went into the room, locked the door. And under the bed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm under the bed days. waiting. Oh, and you know, we used to play two more days now, this weekend as well. Does he? Yeah. Four days. You for that? How much are you getting? I don't know. A couple of mil, easily. He's had to sell five days out in Crow Park, bro. It's 400,000 tickets. 400,000 yeah but I think it's actually more and they put the stage up a certain way and so the capacity is 80,000 and how much are you selling tickets for? Um, 
you're not getting a ticket for less than 60 quid. He would have got a fortune for that. A couple of million he would have got, definitely. But you know that why it's funny? Because he wanted five days before and he said no. We give you a train. He was like five or nothing, and everyone goes right nothing, and it was really embarrassing. It was like an international well, scandal. You no, know, if you put a gun to my head right now, should name one guy Brooks song. You'd have. To he has me. two. We just placed them over and over again. Does he? Yeah, he has friends in low places, and if tomorrow never comes, and just place it to them on. Brown and Keaton. No, it's not Brown and Keaton. Did he, he stop that? Does he, what song does he sing? If, if tomorrow, tomorrow never, never comes. If tomorrow never comes. No, Brown and Keaton is well better. That's how he sings it. That's Ron McKean. I'm sorry. Oh, he's little brother. <laughs> That's your my playlist. I'd be sobbing when that comes on Mark Nell's Downey Do you know me little brother actually said to me, oh. sorry to cut across and rob your whole story, but he said, uh, what other artists on the planet do you think will do five nights in Crow Park and sell them all out? Ed Sheridan. Did he not do two when he couldn't sell out the second date? Yeah, he did, yeah. Uh, my, brother said, my brother said Oasis and I goes, yeah, obviously, yeah. but Oasis aren't actually an act anymore. Yeah. So you can't pick them. No, you can't pick them, but he definitely would. Um, like any artist any ar- Drake artist would, Drake would do you think Drake could yeah. do the five nights in Crow Park and yeah. sell out every single ticket did Garth Brooks sell out every single ticket yeah every five nights sold out Dom Konski hey where is the film oh no um, oh they're artists that's a great question isn't it Gemma Dunleavy <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I haven't a clue that's a serious question do you reckon you two would do it don't know Five nights in Kroger. Mm. That's what, just under half a million blading tickets. 400k tickets, 400K bro. 400k Garth Brooks tickets are an average of 73 euro would be 29.2 million. So he, do you reckon they would have given him 20 mil? No, five, six. Is that all? Yeah, he'd get flaffy. He wouldn't get like a percentage of the tickets. But without him, there's no show. Yeah. Surely he gets more than money, no? So he gets more... Like you're getting 10 So it's, we take 60, 10 And you take so, 20 So yeah So if he gets two towards They get one toward To split amongst everything else Not a chance Anyways He's coming out with some pop- Right semi first, yeah Texas is number one Yeah right. Genuinely I'm not joking when I say that um, Bears is number two Bad for the Bears I always get stung yeah And number three is Heights Fly the Heights bro Alright And you know why I think Because years ago On the flats right So all the older lads would be like mad Bowers fans, yeah. Who's ringing me? So all the lads would be mad Bowers fans in the flat years, and we they'd be all sitting in the flat shrinking before the match and after the match and whatever. And when we were younger, we used to try and annoy them and sing Rover songs to them, yeah. <laughs> and when they'd catch us, like we'd be running up the towers and all, they'd catch you and they'd hang you over the top balcony. But back then, you didn't think it was that much of an issue. Yeah. They'd hold you over the balcony or drop you a little cunt and all. You know what I mean? And then I think it just caught up on me over the years. And now even when I'm on the top balcony in the flat, they'd be rattling. Yeah, I get. Uh... I have a fair of heights, but like, you know when you're close to a ledge, my knees go weak and all, and do you ever see if you're walking down like a, a pier or a harbour and someone goes close to the edge, my knees get all weak and I'm looking at someone else getting close. Oh, do you yeah. ever watch them videos of the fellas who uh, who fucking free climb buildings and all? I can't watch them, but yeah, I know. And like, did he be jumping from ledge to ledge and all? Like, what are you doing? I do be fucking... But do you know what annoys me? Slipping down my hand and all the founders be. They're going on like you have more than one life. I like, like a game Playing man. around and all They think you go to the gulag When you do you Actually no You go to glass and heaven Simple yeah. as Did you see the video Of the, the owl When jumping out of the, the helicopter yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> The queen Queen redeploying From the gulag Absolutely yeah. gas uh, But uh, see Yeah them boys Are playing around Like mm. one. I think that's childish mm. Do you know what I mean My life is only Starting to get good yeah. I'm not going to be Running around Jumping off buildings And all So fair to heights You put beers over Heights Ah bro I'd rather get stabbed Than get stung by a bee 
that's been out straight. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I think it's because I get stung so often. Like, I'll get stung every blade in three yeah, days. Yeah. In the middle of winter. You get stung with the bill as well. Every time you go. Stung with the Jack and Jill. What's yours? Death is your force. 100%, yeah. Terrible fear of dying. Um, what else? It's inevitable. It is inevitable, yeah. It's going to catch up on me Sunday. Do you know what? I think of a bit of a fear of drowning, which is weird, because like, I'm actually a decent You're swimmer. You're a lifeguard. Yeah, I actually was a lifeguard. That's a fact. Um, I'm actually a decent swimmer. And I'm a a lifeguard that's afraid of drowning? Yeah, I don't know. I think I have. I think that'd be a poxy way to die. It's like a doctor that's afraid of blood or something. Mm. Like that's but, a weird one, no? Yeah, it's a poxy way to die. Did you ever used to go to bats when you were younger and be afraid there's Some a shark in the water? Yeah, and to be afraid there's a shark in the yeah, water. Much bigger first than that. <laughs> <laughs> a shark is the least. You never used to go in the swimming pool and think a shark was going to get you. I used yeah, to always have you to do with a bike stroke. Everyone yeah. panic and yeah. there's a shark. Oh, yeah, fuck that. Um, drowning. Um, yeah, I don't know, bro. I don't really have a fear. Oh, it's a weird one, boy. Yeah, hard man. What? <laughs> afraid of nothing, eh? You ever seen years ago you say, like, well, I'm not afraid of that. Yeah. All right, big man. Yeah. Like said, there you got a box. Yeah. So, right. so you've two fears, yeah? Where's one place in the world you would like to visit? Uh, Good question, that. It's actually a bit mad that we said this one because do you remember early on in the podcast I was talking about going away and it, but You've we're in the height of lockdown. You've been hundred times since we started this podcast. Yeah. Must be paying well. <laughs> not the podcast anyways. Yeah. That's what I said. We're not pro, yeah. Um, but remember I said I wanted to go to Cuba. Yeah, Remember yeah. that? So we went we went away. Looking for a tail pack? Yeah. Still alive? <laughs> yeah. We went away in January 2020 and when we came back we said, right, the next holiday's going to be Cuba. And obviously fucking everything went tits up. Yeah. But uh, they only opened up there this week. What, they lift, yeah, they lifted all restrictions, yeah. So they're years behind over there. Right? So we're gonna be looking into going to Cuba. So Cuba, yeah. But why? What's in Cuba? I don't know. I just always wanted to go. Always is that want... where that playing Machu Picchu yoke is? That's Peru, yeah. That's where I want to go as well. That's. Did you say you went to that? Or you want? No, to I wanted to go. Do you know what? I mean? Like, do, do you have a bucket list? Yeah, I don't have a bucket list. Yeah. Right. But not a bucket list. I have a bucket list in my head of like play the tree arena. Fucking deal with that type of thing. But like, yeah. I don't have a bucket list to be like, go to Poxy, Edinburgh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but like, do you have a list of things that you want to do before you die? Genuinely. Because no. see, tri- play the tree arena, that wouldn't be on my list of things to do before I die. Because then like, if you didn't have a podcast, what are you going to do? That's just a goal for the podcast. But a bucket list. That's what you mean, like an actual book. No, yeah, you know why some people are like, I want to do this and I want to do that. No, I have goals, I have next step goals yeah. in, in yeah. life now at the moment. But I, so I wouldn't have a bucket list, but place I want to go, I want to go to Machu Picchu, yeah. Mm. Uh, and then I just want to go to Cuba. Cuba just look good crack. So I'm going to go there. And yeah, it looks like it's probably going to be next on the list of holidays again. So I do. That's a mad one, bro, yeah. Mm. It looks deadly though. Does it? Yeah. yeah. No? Where do you want to go? Uh, don't, do you know what I actually would like obviously I don't like going away but I actually would like to go to New York like Brooklyn or something right that's all it's actually very uh, achievable Terry <laughs> like you could go to New York not with convictions yeah well you haven't got convictions <laughs> places mad squeal are you <laughs> <laughs> remember no, you were going to go away there a few weeks ago when you rang me and you goes I couldn't get flights where were you going there no I did booked them Stockholm. Stockholm. <laughs> yeah, I, I was in the horrors in the gap. Oh, yeah. 
and I says to myself, I'm going to tell the gospel truth what happened that day, yeah? I was in the screamers. Do you ever wake up in bad form? Mm. Went up, I went around the gaff looking for someone to argue with. I live on my own. Just start <laughs> turning switches on and on. Start saying, who the fuck put that money in this? Right? But I was in the horrors, yeah. I was going to get six cans, a half ounce, go on a mad one. So I booked the flight to Stockholm for six o'clock the next morning for 350 million euro. And I was just going to get out of it and go on that flight and never come back. A one-way flight it was. I didn't fucking go. <laughs> As you can tell. That's a true story, hand to me heart. And then you tell me about this, so I was like, right, come on, we actually go to Stockholm. And then I looked up, it's actually a nightmare to get there. Like, no one no one flies to Stockholm. We had to do a stopover. It's only a two hour flight, and we had to do a stopover. Remember, we were going to do one after the live show? It doesn't have to be. Well, you, couldn't get, you couldn't get a direct flight. I don't think, I think, oh, you typed in a flight to Stockholm, 359 quid there, your ass. Yeah, but did you look in it and it, said, it probably says stop, stopover oh, somewhere yeah, in Paris or something? I don't know how that works. Man. Yeah. But remember, we looked up after the last live show, we were going to do it, and then uh, it was still three something as well. Mm. And this was weeks in advance. And then, you, yeah, so fuck Stockholm, anyways. Yeah, fuck Stockholm, Kip. But uh, yeah, so. New York. That's all, that's all, New York. I'd go to New York if I had to go anywhere, yeah. How do we normalize not drinking in Ireland? That's actually a great question. Uh, there's a bar on Capel Street. I don't know the name of it. And um, you looked that up for me, uh, and it's a non alcoholic bar. Is that? Yeah. On Cable Street? On Cable Street because me and my board went to the Dublin Horse Show there a few weeks ago and they had a stand. Very middle class. That, but you bunked in. I actually bunked in, yeah. Everyone was giving me stick about that. My board uh, had horses growing up. She mad into show jumping and all this shit, performing, all that crap. So I was like, right, come on, we go. And then she's looking up the price of tickets. I was like, yeah, you hold on to that. I said, and there's milk walked past that one at the door. I'm not paying 50 something quid in there. So it's so middle class that you were like, fuck that. I have to balance it back out. Balance it I have to do something to go back to balance it back out. Yeah, yeah, right. So uh, they had a stand in there with cocktails. So she got a cocktail, and your man's like, oh, we're actually a non alcoholic brand. Uh, we, they had a whole range of cocktails for non alcoholic. And he was like, we're in this bar on uh, Cable Street. And I forget the name of it. Imagine that. Wouldn't it be lovely if a non-alcoholic brand reached out to sponsor us? Yeah. How much sense would that make? But you know what who annoys me? Who who don't drink with one of the biggest podcasts in the country? Sponsor them. But Easy. you know what annoys me? The fact that uh, when you go out to drink non or to get a non-alcoholic drink, it's very limited selection. It's yeah. the exact same price as an alcoholic drink. And if you go to get a Guinness Zero, most places, either they don't bother, bother that bollocks pouring the point because it takes too long or the tap is broke. Yeah. And that's it then, you're just fucked. Yeah. I think barmen don't... I don't know. Do, do you ever ask for a non-alcoholic drink? Some barmen are like, oh, like they thought or something. Mm. Like because it takes the same... It actually takes longer to do a non-alcoholic Guinness than non But it's the yeah. same price. Same, same price, the money yeah. Cunt. Mm. You know what I mean? So uh, how do we normalise it? I think I they think just need to accept... we're normalising it by, yeah. just, by, by putting it out there. I think, it, I think it's actually becoming killed to not drink now on the night. I think you just need so, to accept that like drink isn't a guarantee when you go out. Like, you don't have to fucking drink. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, it used to be like, how are you going out and not drinking? Now it's just like, let's worry about going out first. Yeah. Then worry about who drinks and who doesn't drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. I'll do the next one. So, advice for figuring out... These are mad deep. Badly, these two are mad deep. Advice for figuring out what you want to do when you leave skill. <laughs> What, you were looking at me? Yeah, you go ahead first. Oh, I left school when I was 12 or something. Yeah. I went to Foss for about 10 years. Did you have a goal in your mind? The Virgin Mary on Cable Street. Fuck. Do you know what? What if a it, name. That's a great Obviously, it was going to be called that. Pub. Obviously, it was going to be called that, wasn't it? Um, did you not have a plan when you left school? I don't think anyone really does, the one no. at that age, you know that? No. So many people I know went to Foss just for the money. Yeah, that's what I... 
I was in first that long ago, yeah, and at such a young age that I was too young, so they had to pay me 40 quid a week. And it was that long ago that they used to have to pay us with a cheque, and you could only cash the cheque in the Bank of Ireland, I think it is, on O'Connell Street. Mm. So on a Friday, I used to go in, get me 40 euro cheque, and have to go all the way into O'Connell Street, cash it in, go all the way home. Yeah, I remember so many of my mates, when we done the junior cert, we all done the junior together, and so many of them look, I'm not going back to school, pulling up with that show, getting shouted at, and all this, that, and the other, when you can get 180 a week. Yeah. And like, 180, like what's if you sign on the label tomorrow, it's like 100 quid or something, isn't it? Uh, when you first sign on it? Once, oh, it's once something anyways. Like, or it is 100 euro until you're 25, and then when you're 25 and over, it's 180 or something. You were getting 180 in FOSS, and then like, Remember, if you got caught with your phone in school, they take your phone off you. And then in, in first, they used to be like, oh, if you get caught with your phone, you get docked the 10 out and all. I was like, that's madness, like the comparison. Yeah. And then, like, even now, my brother, my brothers are in school and you hear what they're getting pulled up on. You're like, you know what? That's just unnecessary. Like, the stuff you're calling kids out. But the fact that a child is sitting in a desk, you should be happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it t- takes a lot for a lot of people to get to school. Yeah. What goes on behind closed doors. Uh, some people can't afford uniforms, books to get fed, to show up to school. Mm. Then you're getting hassled off somebody for no reason. So, yeah, I ha- did I have an idea when I was in school? No. Um, i done a computer science degree. Actually, this time, 10 years ago, yeah, I got into college. Um, I got in by the skin of my teeth. I had a poxy leave insert. The only goal I had was, I knew computers was a decent career to get into. Mm-hmm. It can branch off to so many different things. So I was like, I'll put, compute, I'll put computer science down on a, my CAO application. So... I remember a teacher pulling me because I was on the football team. They're like, apply for the football course in college to eat it because you're on the football team. I was like, bro, I don't want to do that. And they're like, yeah, but we think you should do it. And I'm like, all right, yeah, so you're going to dictate my life when I'm out and leading three months' time, you're never going to see me again. Yeah, probably had to give me a hard time for the last four or five years as well. Do you know, like that. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just hinge my whole future on your one decision. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll just I'd sit down. If, you don't really, if you're not really sure on what to do, don't be afraid to take a year out as well because I know a lot of people do that. Just to suss out things and uh, look, college isn't the end all be all, I get that. Uh, crafts aren't the end all be all, I get that as well. So just look at all your options, there's a lot There's a lot to explore there. Have a chat with people in school, have a chat with people outside of school as well because it's nice to get different opinions. And uh, yeah, don't be, and as well, don't be afraid to fail. So don't be afraid to go to college and be like, you know what, this isn't for me. I'm not going to do this anymore because you can come back. Mature student age is only like 23 as well. So it's very easy to go back into college and reapply yourself at 23, which is still very, very young. Yeah. I'm 28 now. Yeah. You know, so uh, don't be afraid to fail or try new things as well. Take yourself out of your comfort zone and yeah. Great advice. Great yeah. advice. So that, that'd be that. The next question. For someone considering starting a podcast, what would you recommend? Don't. Not only messing now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I thought you were going to finish that off. Uh, I don't know. I just... I actually don't know. Like, what would you recommend to start a podcast? You don't actually need fuck all. No, you don't need... You need like, a good... I like, think you need a good concept. And all, I, think, I think content does more for you. Mm. Now, although when you listen back on our first episodes, my God, the audio was terrible. But at the time, it still worked. Yeah. I think the content overtook... Yeah, the, you the need lack concept, of yeah. equipment and stuff like that. What's your podcast going to be about? How frequent are you going to do it? And oh, the biggest one, the biggest one is consistency. Mm. Just show up every single, even when you, because remember, like, 
if we had a bad week now, a bad week for us would have been like just not up to scratch. Yeah. But like like a bad week, we'd be like, fuck sake, and it's easy to get this hand off or something like that. But just keep showing up and then be like, it's on us, let's make it better, go again, we go again. And then here we are. Like, and since we started this podcast in November 2020, nearly two years, I think we've took two or three weeks off. Yeah. <laughs> two of them were over COVID. Two were over COVID, yeah. <laughs> I think we've had three weeks off. Yeah. Now, in saying that, we've come in and double booked or triple booked and done two or three two, episodes. Two or three weeks where we haven't put an episode out. Yeah, two or three weeks that an episode hasn't gone out in two years. Yeah. Like consistency over everything. Remember that one, that uh, statistic, and it was like 90% of the podcast don't get past episode three. And then out of that 10% that's left, 90% of them don't get past episode 20. Mm-hmm. So if you get to episode 21, you're in like the top 1% of okay. podcasts. So that'll be an easy one to set a goal. But doing 21 episodes of a podcast, that, that'd be my advice. Set 21 episodes and see how you feel after that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, consistency is the big one from us. That's the advice we'd give. Right. Uh, this is Zinger. We the bigs are porridge. We the bigs. Porridge. Sound. See, see when I do porridge, yeah? So we obviously... Make me porridge, yeah. Then there's these like, what's that fucking brand called? They do pizzas and all, but they do like ingredients on like otka. Do you know it? Now the one talking about like O E T K E O. Anyways, that yoke, yeah. They do like, they also do pizzas now, but they do these ingredients, but they do chocolate chip yolks, mm. little bags, right? So we get honey all over it and a few chocolate chips on top of it. Oh, into the microwave top of the range. Do you know why I only started eating porridge about a year ago? Did you, yeah? Yeah, a year or two ago. I can't remember the first time I had it, but uh, yeah. I taste that porridge. for the marathon? Could have, been, could have been around that time. Because I felt like all I ate was porridge when I was trying to... I used to always eat Weetabix growing up. Weetabix, bread of milk, lovely whopper. Wait, do you put it in the microwave or not? No, I used to when I was a kid and then oh, I just... childish. I think it is childish. Yeah, I agree. And then, uh, but I still do it. And then I used to eat Weetabix all the time. And then, I don't know, I think I think I got peer pressure into eating porridge. I got it, like, someone just put it in front of me one day, so I ate it. Because you just, you get to a certain age where you just have to grow up and start oh, eating stuff. So, you, know so you think there's an age? Like, porridge doesn't that? taste nice. Let's be real, it doesn't taste ah, nice. I love porridge it. on its own, Terrence, doesn't taste ah, nice. I wouldn't eat porridge on its own. That's what I mean, it doesn't right. taste nice. Yeah, but and then you realise right? when you're older, you can put honey in it, you can put cream yeah. in it, you can put fruit in it. And you're like, yeah. oh... I can actually adjust this. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you think like you get to about age 14, 15 with Weetabix and then you go, it's time to No, no, I think you go older. Later? Yeah, I think... I think if you're 16 or over and you're eating Weetabix, you need to grow up. No. If you're I 16 and you're going downstairs and crumpling your Weetabix into your bowl. Who crumples Weetabix? You put two blade oh. yolks in, load of milk, and there you, you go. Like that? Yeah. You don't you crumble them and all that. Yeah. You're, you're calling me chullish <laughs> and you're bleeding, taking apart the weed. So see when I mean weed the mix, yeah. I squash it in my hand and just open it up and it falls in. It's sort of like porridge then. That's the most chullish thing I've ever heard in my life. So you'll just have two little squares of weed. Two yolks chowing in a load of milk, yeah. Ah, bravo. That's how I eat, yeah. But then you can mash her up when it's in the bowl already. Because it'd be wet then, then it'd be like porridge. Yeah, no. I That's how I used to do that. That's how I used to have a harp. I used to put one in, load of milk, then I put that in the microwave, and then obviously it absorbs the milk, it gets bigger and soft, and then you just smash it up. There you go, there's a way to be fair. It's like a bottle of porridge, but it tastes better. Follow point. Hmm? Here we are. What other listener questions have we got? We the big soft porridge, what a bleeding question. <laughs> That's a good thing, it's not bad. Someone said, Would you rather see a ghost or an alien? Well, aliens aren't real. Are ghosts? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. You know this. Yeah. Uh, 
Now, if the war, if the war real, I'd rather see a ghost, obviously. I'd rather see an alien. What do you mean, obviously? <laughs> because they killed. <laughs> so, do you mean an intelligent alien, like one you can talk to? No, just. Would you rather see an intelligent like, ghost? And is this alien like the big green yoke that's going to talk back to us? Or like, is he wear cowboy hats? Is he smarter than us? Did he come here in a Ferrari, a spaceship, a UFO? What? How is he here? Yeah, what all, does he do? You have all these variables for ghosts as well. Is it like Casper? Is it a floating ghost? Timmy Da. All right, yeah, Perry. Thanks for making that. <laughs> like, so what are we going with? I don't know. I'd rather see an alien. Yeah, if it's intelligent, I'd rather see an alien. Even if it wasn't intelligent, even if, like, I don't know, someone dropped this blading yoke, NASA went to Mars tomorrow and they brought back this yoke, boom, look at that. Oh, jeez, that's an alien, yeah. I'd like to see that. Now that you said it like that. Yeah. Imagine that was on the news and all. Yeah. Breaking news, the first ever alien. Yeah, movie. whereas it's a ghost. Like, oh, yeah, that was a fella who died there a few years ago. Yeah, sound. You know How what I mean? How smart is he? He's dead, doesn't matter. <laughs> Residual <laughs> energy, isn't it? No, valid point. So I, I'm going to agree with you on the alien one because I'd love to see that. How many pairs of runners do you buy a year, Calvin? Do you know that question is actually there and then you went, Calvin... <laughs> yeah, because I'm actually saying that being smart. Yeah, I know. Because, yeah, boy, I'd say, can I give a guess and tell me if I'm right or wrong? Go on. So there's 52 weeks in a year. Yeah. I'd imagine you'll buy 52 pairs of runners a year. Because <laughs> I feel like it's every week you have a new pair of Jordans on your story with Kanye West Good Morning on. It. <laughs> <laughs> and a cup it's... of coffee in your hand. Yeah. Everyone, you should You're start a podcast. Up. You're not far off. Yeah. Uh, Leading Europe. I have a. Uh... Do you know what? Right, Terence, I thought about this the other day because my board like, literally sent me down and goes, we had, since we moved into the gaff, yeah, moved into the gaff last November and since then she's had to get two, three shoe racks, so one when we moved in and then another one and another bigger one again, right? And she proper said, like, the new rule is when you buy a pair, you get rid of another pair. And I was like, yeah, but like, that can't be a rule because <laughs> there are, them runners are still all right, so you can't just fuck them out because they're older. You know, you like that? give them to your brothers or something. I actually give me runners to me dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, which is funny because so I'm. Is that a hand me down? It's a hand me up. Yeah, because you're going up. I'm down. a size nine, my dad's a size eight. He stuffs them, he does, yeah. Yeah. But, um, so that, I was saying, like, ah, it's grand, it's grand. But she was like, no, this is actually a real fucking issue. And I was thinking about it. Is it an issue? Like, is it an underlying thing where, like, subconsciously I'm trying to prove myself? Because I remember, like, you know, Years ago when you have no money and then like as I said, my mates were getting making money in Foss and shit like that and I'd be in school and I'd be still asking my man to have money. Then in college it's the same like and then you're working part time you can't afford all this stuff. Then you got a job and you can't afford it. So am I trying to make it up to myself? Look, it's better than going out on the weekends and, and that's what I always that say. that money is quick in one phone call. Boom, 150 euro down. That's what I always say as well. Like it could be just worse things to be addicted to as well and you look fresh, you know what I mean? So, uh, But I definitely think that is a part of it. Because mm-hmm. like I've an underlying thing that I'm trying to compensate for. Yeah. Not compensate. I, make compensate sounds like I'm compensate sounds like I have like a well an I'm ego, insecure. A ego, like. I'm insecure about something. So I'm not I wouldn't say that. But it's like I can do this, so I am gonna do it. Yeah. You know like that. And I, I never come out grown up looking mm-hmm. at, at people older than you in the area who are making money so easily. Mm-hmm. And they were always in the best of gear and stuff like yeah. that. And how easy it was to take that route. So then when you seen someone walking hard, I always used to think, well, if this, it doesn't really matter what I spend the money on. Yeah. I had to go now and put my heart as graft in to do it. Oh, yeah. I completely agree. When I was in college, I used to mess around on uh, 
når ikke er makeroen, så koster mig sådan en masse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to think to myself, like, damn, runners, I won 80, Jesus Christ, how many weeks it take me to try and save up to get them, like, wouldn't be worth it. And then, uh, so now I do it now, and people always give me stick over, like, put my name on my runners and all, but like, I like customizing the runners. Because mm. I think if you have the option and you can do whatever you want with them, you should be able to do that. And then at the end, it's like, do you want to put your initials on them? It's like, yeah, well, will them hell, why not? Because I think it's just a, a nice little touch. So I like doing that. Um, Childish. Yeah, probably is so I agree with you, like, and then it makes it harder for but me dad. CLB has good initials. Makes it harder for me dad to go around wearing them then, doesn't it? Oh, what do you do? What do you do? He still wears them, doesn't get Yeah, rid of that, like, wearing three pairs of stockings to print them. <laughs> Retractable and extendable feet he has, yeah. Depends on who's giving them the runners. <laughs> there it is, seven, yeah. I'm a seven now. <laughs> but, um, I wouldn't say I get 52 pairs a year, but yeah, it's like if I, if I, if I, when I say I get 20, that's your uh, what's that what's that words what's that words like you're hidden like you're fucking I don't know the subconscious word. no forget it move on I'd say I wouldn't even say I get 20 yeah, yeah. guilty pleasure yeah that's what I mean yeah I'd say you just love buying runners yeah do you know what I love as well the ones that are exclusive and they're hard to get you have to win a raffle for because mm. they're like no matter how much money in the world you someone else has. Do you care what they look like or do you buy them because they're the newest ones? No, some of them I care what they... No, sorry. Some of them I get no matter what they look like because I like them, mm. if that makes sense. But that's no, what no, no, I'm no. talking from your personal point of view. I'm at the mix now, some of them I get no matter how they release. So if everyone gets them, I don't give a bollocks. I'll get them because I like them. Mm. But then it adds a bit more to it when I know they were a limited edition. Yeah. Because then it's like no matter how much money anyone has around me, no one can just go out and buy this I'd tomorrow. I'd love to know how many people in the world give a fuck about that. Mm. Because like, I can't look at a pair of runners and judge whether like, they're worth money or then. Like, I went to a shop and runners could have come out in 2013, but if they're fresh on the shop, I'm like, they're yeah. nice, right? they look well at me. That's, I'm the same. I'd, any pair of runners I see, and I, I'll get them. I wouldn't they, ah, they, they were only like this release or that release. I'll get them. Yeah. I don't care what they like. But the limited edition, yeah, they it adds a to it. Soft spot here. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think I'm probably just buying into the market and it's hard to you want what you can't have kind of thing yeah yeah yeah. Like yeah. the last pair of runners I got the last pair of Jordans they were 200 quid yeah they came to the gaff whenever a couple of days later and then on stock X to a 380 like someone reselling oh, 380 mad. and then I mean? there's so much of this fucking that there's so much of this fucking fake runners as well yeah so did uh, that ever happen never happened to you Never happened to me. The, oh, the first time I ever bought a pair of runners off somebody that was now of a shop, I brought me mate with, with me. And I thought, like, oh, he knows a bit. But Jesus Christ, this fella was like the guard. He was looking for fucking receipts. He was checking tags and labels that I didn't even know what they are. And all. He was looking for fingerprints and everything. <laughs> bleeding. Mother's maiden name a lot. And he was like, get there, I'll give your man the money. And I was like, your man was only charging like an extra score on something on top of what he paid for him. And I was like, yeah, fresh. So, uh, I just, I don't know. Like, the way I look at it is, if they're fake... If you can't get them, don't get them. Like I don't, I don't see what the big deal is. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I put up before trying to get these runners, and I was like, "Can you know where I get them?" And someone's like, oh, "I can get them for you in any size." And I was like, "Well, then they're obviously going to be fake." Yeah. Just say these these aren't real. They're fake. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Just yeah. say it. Don't be trying to like hoodwink somebody. I hear you, mate. That's enough talk about fucking runners. Um, how much, Titans? How much did that shot at Delft cost you? Just look her up, mate. Just go on to... Copper wouldn't actually. Yeah, fuck me, man. Jesus. Just go on to... I don't know. Something dental. Load of them pages they'll be following, mate. Millions of them. I think they're all around the same price anyway. Yeah. 
Andy. A fella, not well, a fella. I wouldn't get them done over here. I priced, I priced them to get them done over here before I went to Tokyo. Yeah, you're Guess talking bleeding 20 something grand, I'd say. 21 and a half yeah. grand. I was like, are you having a laugh? It, that's a very common thing. That's why people go to Tokyo. Look, and then you go to Tokyo and then you Probably get them for a lot cheaper, doesn't it? Quarter the price, give or take. Less. Less, yeah. 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 So that's why people, and well, it's packaged as well. Can't you, can't you go around to them people and be like, I'm coming over and they kind of help with the hotel they do all. everything yeah. they recommend the hotel and like they've no affiliation with the hotel they just recommend the nearest one because they're gonna mm. get a driver for you to collect it so make sure it's not a far yeah. distance which is decent you can look up all it's a gift it's that's really, why people do it because well, the, I wouldn't the price recommend getting that pain oh my mm. god these teeth fall out and gummy for the rest of my life yeah you're not, not getting never, it done again ever ever getting them done again I don't give a bollocks yeah. worst pain I broke every bone in my body nearly close enough I break them all ten times over and get my teeth done again yeah and see Ryan O'Brien scumbag everything he got them done like only like a few months before me and he, I feel like he gets a referral bonus because he tells everyone to get everyone. the one and sends them all to the place and he tells them all because yeah. he told everyone oh Doc Grant no pain, no nothing. I'm rang him nearly, oh, nearly crying. I was crying, like, what do I do? What do I do? He goes, I knew it was like that. I didn't want to tell you, bro. He said, it's bad, isn't it? Yeah. When the boys got them done and the fella never drank whiskey in his life and he came back and he was neck and nagging to whiskey to put up with the pain. Yeah, it's bad, like. Yeah. And then, uh, two, two of the other boys went over and they were like, they were telling them, like, you don't need to do the numbing injections, I'm all right. Grand, not a bother on them. Really? Yeah. I never heard anyone come back and say it wasn't able. Two people. Never had anyone do that. I'll tell you after how you are. Yeah. <laughs> Too hard, man, was it? Out of neck convictions. No names in the podcast. Did you ever get fed up doing the podcast? <laughs> no. Yeah and no. But it's not the podcast, that's the issue. <laughs> I just have this self-destruct mode where I'm going. I'm going to have a toy next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever do that? <laughs> I'm mad. I know. I know there's something lacking in me. I know. Like, I know I need to wear help, like. Mm. Like, I could sit there brand new and then a thought will go through my head and I'll go, I might just not do the podcast again <laughs> and go to Stockholm forever. Like, and and it's not the podcast's fault. It's No, it's, yeah. not, it's not the podcast. Yeah. Nothing happened on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, say, I was like, I'm at the talk to John Connors for two hours, I can't do it again. Yeah. That's not the thing. I'll just be in the gaff and I'll be like, do you know what, fuck that podcast. Yeah. <laughs> fuck <laughs> everyone, kidding? yeah. Do you ever get like that, no? No, not like, the self-destruct mode. I get, I, I don't get fed up doing the podcast. No, do you know what? Very, very stressful though, and I don't think a lot of people actually realize it. Doing a live show, oh man. because so many things can go wrong, and you're just like, everyone's like, oh, you're not looking forward to it. I say no, I look forward to it when it's eight o'clock on Friday and I walk onto the stage. Then I know nothing else can go wrong. Yeah, it's it's happening. Like. Whereas like, what if someone pulled out the day before? Like, what am I gonna do? Yeah, and tell them no, you can't do that. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Mm. You know what I mean? So many things can go wrong and. Like a guest can let you down or at the venue or whatever. All that shit can go wrong. Uh, you just, I, I 100% agree. You just want to be on that... Not 8 o'clock. You want to be 8 or 1. Because even walking to that fucking stage. What have you fall like? Yeah. Your biggest fear is falling off the stage. Yeah. Terrence always says like if he ever fell off the stage, he'd go up and that's it. He'd never do the podcast ever again. That's and like if you fell off the stage at 5 past 8, you just walk out and that's it. The show's over. I was 5 minutes And long. they have to pay me. I went to... <laughs> so like... <laughs> so if I fall off the stage in Vicar Street towards the end of the year, be doing is now what the crack is there. That's like a claim, isn't it? Fuck out five minutes, fall off Just the stage. Just jump, turn and throw himself off the stage. Yeah. Or I have to go, whoop. <laughs> like Van Persie with that diving head, whoop. That's my biggest fear. That's my biggest fear. Look, what you can easily kick a carpet and fall. Yeah. Easily. I'll if you fall off the stage, do not tell me. You're going like a backup. It's, yeah, it's not recoverable. It's not recoverable. 
<laughs> if I fell off the stage, I'd pretend it was a stage show. I'd be like, you're supposed to catch me, you think. Because you're going to hit someone. Oh, you have to hit someone, yeah. But you, people don't realise how close the crowd is in Vicar Street to the stage. Yeah. The people who sit in the front row put their drinks on the stage. Yeah, literally. That's how close it is. And they do be talking here. I'm there like, so, uh, John, tell us about that. And someone's like, ask him about this. I'm like, Shut up, like, in here. You like, the fucking mic. Yeah, like, sitting on me lip there. <laughs> but, like, if you fall off that stage, right, you're not, you're definitely not climbing back up in front of everyone. Are you going to walk around the side and go back up and walk back out to that stage and get that chair? Because I'm not. I pretend I was out. I was asking someone a question. I don't know. What Just, would you do? Change? No, can't. I talk to me properly here. If you fell off the stage, what is your next step? Genuinely from the bottom of your heart. If you fall off the stage, what is your next step? Are you, you going to jump back up? Are you going to walk back? Are you leaving the, the building? Genuinely, I'd jump up and I'd go out the side door, yeah, and I don't know where to go from there. You'd, ha- you'd have to. I wouldn't come. Yeah, you can't face the crowd, can't you? a couple of minutes to yourself. You'd have to, yeah. And then I think the longer the wait, the more anticipation oh. So when you come out the road. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm telling you, why I fall off that stage. That's the last live show. Yeah, you said it was the last ever podcast on Furnace if you fell off the stage, not just live show. Oh, it's over. Mm. It's I'm not coming in here next week, <laughs> sitting out and thinking the guest doesn't know about it. <laughs> yeah. I like to sit there and try and act like manly and stuff like that. And they're like, you fell off the stage yeah. last week and left. Yeah, let's address the elephant in the room, huh? Yeah. Uh, but back to the point, do we ever get fed up? No, do you know what? The podcast, John, why don't get fed up with it? Because it's not a job, it's a hobby. Yeah, I agree, yeah. You know, it's if anything, it helps. When you're fed up with everything else, I'm going to do the podcast now so you can escape, isn't it? Yeah, I, I actually really do think. Mm. So, yeah, no, we don't get fed up, do we? No. Uh, right. What else have we got here? How do you decide who to invite on as a guest? Just personal preference and then, like, so, like, we're, we're actually mostly into the same kind of thing. Like, we're interested in the same things and stuff like that, so it's actually pretty easy. Like, you, most of the time we go... I'd love to have this fella on with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he'd be good because of this reason or this reason. And then we'll just reach out to you on Instagram DM. And if we can't do that, we're going to have to go out one of our producers or mm. someone. And they'll send... We actually... We talked about this before. We don't know what they do, but then they'll get back on. <laughs> they do us. something magic, yeah. In a day or two, and they're like, yeah, well, that person's chalked in for you. And you're like, sound. Yeah. Never lose that 50 quid now. Someone interesting there who you think will have an interesting story because you need to realise, although like there is famous people out there, a lot of them... like. Can you sit down and have a good conversation with them? You know what I mean? Yeah, so there's a lot of... I don't want to I don't want to sting anyone here or anything like that, but there's a, we'll get a lot of DMs about, like, certain guests. You're like, oh, you should have this, should have this, should have this guest. And then we'd sit down and have a conversation and be like, what would we talk about? Yeah. Like, would it be a good conversation? Would it flow? I don't think so. Do you know what I actually want to talk about? And I really... It's getting to the stage where it's annoying because people don't see it and don't realise it, where people say... Every month you should bring in a random guest, uh, a random fan. And you're like, we've had people on here whose profession it is to sit down in front of a camera and perform or talk or do something. And they struggle in here. You know what I mean? I'm going to sing your brothers. What will be our brothers like in here? But uh, I was going to say, uh, for you, I actually don't know whether I'm allowed to say this, so cut it if I'm not. But I think their episode is the biggest episode of the year so far. Why, why wouldn't you be allowed to say no? that? Probably it's not. A, it's, I, I think it is. I, I will do a fact check for us now, I think. But I think it's up there anyways. But they panicked. Like 100%. The, the two young flesh that everybody's seen on that podcast is not no. them. If you had a scene five minutes before that. Yeah. The energy in the room. Yeah. It was like flying. 
So here we are. Here we yeah, are. It's one of the highest. But like, if you look at the guests that we've had, we've had John Cavanaugh, we've had Coolio, we've had some huge names, and their episode is definitely it's definitely up there mixing with one of the biggest of the year. Um, but yeah, there. So that's a prime example of two normally unflush who are not used to a camera coming in sitting in front of a camera. And like, struggling. No, come here. They did well. The episode came across well. Yeah. A good laugh. But like, even we still, like, the four of us have a laugh and a joke about it. And they'd be like, remember episode 61? It was just you and Terrence. Yeah. And it was, it was actually them two, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's a, like, we have a bit of buzz about it. But like, that that suggestion is is terrible. And like, people take really... a step back and think about it. We bring in a random list. I'm watching them. My name's Anto. I'm a Sparks. I play Lenza Senior on a Sunday. Sound. Episode 93 wrapped up. We move on to next week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, t- no joke, I genuinely still get like the nerves isn't the right word, but look, I'm like the episode's starting now, the episode's starting yeah. now, and I'm like a bit jittery about it. Where like if I'm like that after 91 episodes, imagine someone coming in with the voice. This is daunting. You can't, obviously can't see you looking at us through the fucking cameras, but the camera's everywhere. There's lights. There's a lot going on. We have a room over here with our producers and videographers yeah. and stuff in it. Like so. For anybody not used to cameras or not like that. Do you ever see people when you take your phone out pretend to record them and they, oh, they get all yeah. We're sitting there with about a thousand eyes on us. I'm like, oh, bollocks. So like for and a normal... Like, how many times have we left him and be like, fuck, I forgot to say that. I'm supposed to say this. Oh, fuck, why did we do this? Do you know what I mean? So like, it really is. There is a bit of pressure on it. But like, fuck me, man. Um, yeah, that's, that's a terrible suggestion. And even like, if you were to do a bonus joke, don't send that in as a bonus suggestion like they do. Like, oh, bring a, a, a random, fan in, yeah. like, or whatever, because it's I'd, just... I'd like to bring someone in so they could see this happening. Yeah, no, yeah, not yeah. to see here, sit on the other side of the camera. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So now you know how it goes. And that's something we have done before. We've had we've had one or two people come in and sit in on an episode and like even they're took back from it all. But like, Jesus, this is how it actually goes on. And they know it's not easy then. Um... So you so, see some people who are big names come in and go, fucking hell, this is some syrup. Yeah. That like took back a bit. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? So fuck that for a suggestion. Is there any films that you love that you'd love to see set in Ireland? For example, Jaws, but it's in Dolly Mount. <laughs> that was actually a very good one. That's a good suggestion. Yeah. Any film set in Ireland? I don't know. I actually don't care for that question. <laughs> Sound... Like, like, that's a stupid one, no? Stupid? <laughs> I don't mean to be disrespectful, but like, give me a good example and change my mind on that. I think that's the stupidest question we've had since episode one. The World World West, where it's set in Fingless. World World Fingless West. I don't know. Young just going around on scramblers and all. <laughs> I don't know. See, things like that, you need to be prepped on this, you know what I mean? Trying to think of films off the top of your head that you love. Yeah, so we don't actually, so... We just send all these questions to our producer and then he sends them in and like a list because like it's so awkward to go to. So we don't be going through these questions like rehearsing them beforehand. We actually didn't know what was going to come up here. Mm. Um, there was that question there about what you think about private skill. What do we think about it? Yeah. I think that's... Sh- I don't want to say... Sh- <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think, I, th- I think they're pointless. Okay. Why? I think they don't set the kids up for the real world. For the big bad world. Yeah, I think... Uh, do you know anyone that went to private school? Yes. Right. And I'm not saying all kids come out, but I think some kids definitely come out like more entitled. And um, actually... Look, I know someone... Exposed to the real yeah, world. I know someone personally who went to private school and I don't think they set you up educationally better than going to a public school. Right. But I think from a network perspective, it does. 
So you're going to be in there mixing with people who are from very powerful families in Ireland. Ireland's a small place. So like you're going to be mixing with people whose family, maybe the father might be a judge, uh, might be head of a board somewhere, you know, like that. So from a networking yeah. perspective, I think yeah. it really does benefit you. Um, I think there's a lot of clicks in there. You look at uh, some private skills are getting fucking uh, funded from the sports minister and shit like that, which is completely ridiculous because like the whole point of the private school was the fees pay for that so you have a better fucking curriculum <coughs> we had to get funding there uh, so from that point of view I actually don't don't think you have a better education but I think from a network point of view John it's a great one it's not, in life it's not about what you know to you know and that's what that is yeah that is that. I don't think you'll know any better but, but I think you'll know more people do you agree with me that you're not fully exposed to the real world in terms of like Oh yeah, because the person that I know that went to a private school, went to a local private school and he won a scholarship and someone's actually ringing me. Um, He went to a local private school and he won a scholarship to go there and he used to have to, every like tour site, he used to have to do something in the, like in the area. I don't know where it was, like he used to have to go somewhere, like do an extra yeah. class something. And he was told by the teacher, you have to take this group and bring them down there because you're a local and nobody will mess with you. Mm. And they're like, you can't trust a group of fucking 15, 16 year olds to go from one point to Dublin to another point, which is probably less than a kilometre walk away. Mm-hmm. You have to get another young player who's a local down there. You know, like that. That's, so, that's exactly what I mean. So, yeah, so that, that, that's a good that's uh, a case in point. Yeah. Right, next listener question. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? To be able to fly. Fly? Yeah. Why? How fast are you flying? How long can you fly for? Just like... In, infinity flying. Yeah. At supersonic speed. Yeah, like in Superman, in isn't it? 10 minutes yeah. live show and back Where was I did it? I was somewhere the other day and I was like, yeah, for the going home. I was fucking on the way home from town in that fucking car, broke traffic and I was like, I'd love to be able to just... I'm in the gaff now, do you know what I mean? Like fly up out of the car, boom. Oh, see you after. be able to go invisible. Why? Because you can just rob banks. That's mad creepy, that is. Eh? Why? Anyone who says that superpower is, I want to turn invisible, that's creepy. Why? You can rob a bank, you can rob a shop, you never have to pay for that. Come here. Like, you can get all the Jordans in the world for free if you're invisible. Yeah, but then you're visible wearing them, people are going to be like, where'd you get them? Stroke. You mind your business. Stroke. So if you think. If you so went, how are you going to rob a bank? How are you getting into the bank? Through the door, you wait for someone to open the doors, you walk in after them, you're invisible. And they're in the vault, did he? Yeah, but if they, if they go into the vault, you can rob a shop, let's say then. Right, so you're going over the, the local spa. Go in, open the tail, take the money and walk out the shop, <laughs> you're invisible. I could just fly anywhere. Uh, I think you looked at that the wrong way. Yeah, I because would you not want to be seen? I thought money and clothes. I can let you go into JD. I like that tracksuit, that tracksuit. There's that a tracksuit, floating tracksuit track there going out the door. Yeah, but you can just put it in a bag. Take it, put it in a bag. There's a floating bag. But then, but like, you're still inv- who's going to stop you? You're invisible. The skewer will just grab the bag. How can you go down faster than him? <laughs> <laughs> and he can't see me. No, but he can see the bag. Yeah, but he can't see me. So the bag's invisible? He would think that's weird. And he'd be like, I'm not touching him. Invisible's a great one. That's, that's the one I mean. I know he talked about it with money. You would not even talk about that. I just thing. think, like, just so no, because no. I've, I've heard this one loads of times. And people are like, oh, I'd love to be invisible. And I'd be like, but why wouldn't you want to be seen? You know what I mean? So you can rob stuff, man. Mm. Like, not that you want to rob stuff, but everything is free in life when you're invisible. Everything. 
flights and go to the airport and just walk on that any plane you're invisible you're standing there on the plane like you're on the 27B holding on to the <laughs> on to the pole because there's no seat for you oh, but pressing then, the bell this is my stop kind of failure <laughs> but imagine yeah you're invisible you're not fucking transparent <laughs> you're not a ghost bro so, well you can just stand in the toilet for the flight go anywhere you want for free you can go to Cuba for free mm. I could just fly to Cuba for nothing yeah but you can't fly into a shop and rob it and get everything for free never have to pay for nothing again think about it See, there's a big difference between turning invisible and never having to pay for nothing. Having what to pay for to, nothing's on a superpower. Tell me what you have to pay for if you can turn invisible. Because then you're constantly on the go. You're constantly at risk of like, someone's going to suss you somewhere. No, they want them invisible. <laughs> yeah, you'd be sus. Actually invisible. Sensors associate or something like that, bro. No, if you're invisible, party. They're just, no, that means you can't be seen. Doesn't mean you can't be detected. We've done a ghost hunting show. You couldn't see a thing. There was a fella dancing <laughs> in the corner. Your head case, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'll give you that. So if they're going down with a heat monitor, look Yeah, yeah you'd be seeing me. <laughs> Think about it. So, yeah, that'd be my superpower. Superpower. To be invisible. Yeah. What even is Is there a list of superpowers like, do you know what I mean? Like what? Yeah, like, or do you think being able to fly be lethal? Imagine being able to swim underwater, but I've got to the bottom of the ocean now. Breathe underwater. That's the one, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Swim. Imagine being able to swim, what a superpower. Yeah, no, imagine you could bleed on the water. Yeah. Get down to the bottom. Do you ever watch The Boys, no? No. What? The Boys, the no. show, no? It's about like... I didn't know whether you were saying do boy. No, The Boys, it's a it's a show, yeah, but it's about like superheroes, but like it's more realistic. Like that, that cunts, like, you know what I mean? That corrupt and all. What's like, a, there's a bleeding film that's like that. Like a Marvel film. And it's like comedy, superpowers. Deadpool. That's the one. I've seen that before. Leo. Yeah. So there's a bit like that where it's like they're just kind of normal people with superpowers if you get me. Like them, like drug addicts and all and one of them knows Hilva and everything but he can run really fast and he has to stop because he's having heart problems. <laughs> right. So things like that. But one of them can he can fucking talk to bleeding fish and all and he can breathe underwater. His best mates are bleeding sharks and all. Would you like to be able to talk to animals? Yeah. Now that I have a dog I would, yeah. Would you love to know what if he was just a dope? Oh, he'd say he's a clown. Oh, he wrecks <laughs> me head. I just walked out the gaff getting fresh with Oh, do you know and what? You couldn't turn it back off. Do you know what? Because I always do it as well. Like, I'd be in the gaff. If I'm in the bedroom, he's in the sitting room. And you call him, you call him, you call him, he doesn't come. So I'd pretend that there's another dog there. And he comes sprinting down. And I'd be like, what's going on in here? Do you know when he pops his head in? Like, I'm saying what I think he's saying. Yeah. yeah. And then I'd be like, ah, you fucking eat it, you. you know what I mean? <laughs> People out there are like, don't be calling them a fucking idiot. Did I ever tell you about the time? Uh, yeah, that's why I said that. Got tell everyone about this. So when they only had him, they're training him to sit, and that was grand. And what we used to do was, you get him to sit, and you give him a treat, obviously. But one time I got him to sit, and I went to take a treat out of my pocket, and I sucked my finger up on him, and I went, "Ah, you fucking idiot!" And someone texted me he's like, "I oh, have all your stories saved. Uh, you don't deserve a dog. I'm reporting you and all." And I was like, "Yeah, blocked. Good luck, shit." Like some people have way too much time on the hand. Me. Like that dog, as a one month old puppy, did not understand what the middle finger. Was. No, do you know what I mean? It's like the dog is in the gaff, like devastated over that. Yeah, like, I can't believe he stuck his finger. Bringing children and all. Not what it is. Yeah, I wouldn't mind the dog gets played mollycoddled the bits. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're supposed to be real strict with your dog. He gets fucking three meals a day. Then whatever we're eating, and I'd be saying it to Amy and all, like, don't be doing this and don't be doing that. She just have him up on the sofa, hot water bottle, the lot. Like the dog is about to life than fucking me. Mm. But like someone's like, yeah, I'm recording all your stories and this, that, and the other. And I was like, that's creepy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? People have a lot of time on their hands. Too much time, but like, mm. um, I felt like there was another question there. Like, there was another one, another. 
Another one, another one. Yeah. Another one. DJ Any advice for your 15 year old self? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. a very good one. Uh, go, you go first, because I need to think. She, how deep are we going with that? Because I'll end up crying here. Yeah, fuck okay. it. No, I'm not going that deep. Um, Let me hear what you have to say. I don't know, but to get a bit more time for us, shout out to my little brother AJ. He listens. He's 15 today. Good up, AJ. Happy birthday, mate. The oldest, youngest man of all time. Yeah, do you know how old he is? He fucking, I said to him, yeah, say 15 tomorrow. He goes, yeah. Halfway to 30. Proper <laughs> 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 little elf, Lily. You can sit down and talk to AJ about anything Yeah, anything. You know what I mean? You mentioned pyramids to him and he's off. He's yeah, off, yeah. yeah. He's like Calvin. Yeah, talk about anything, football, anything. Mm. He's fucking Happy deadly. Happy birthday, AJ. What a man. Um, Advice for your 15-year-old self. <laughs> you don't know we're all. Don't be afraid to think that you don't know we're all. Listen to older people. Um. Listen to people who have experience. Because when I was 15, you couldn't talk to me. I know I wasn't there saying you're 28 now and I still can't talk to you. Um, yeah, but you know, like, you know, when you're 15, this is why I say I'd, I'd never be able to be a teacher because I couldn't be able to put up 30 versions of me at 15. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I don't know. It's very, it is very deep, isn't it? Like, what do you actually say? Like, mad deep. So yeah, it depends. John, what's a good way of looking at it? What would you say to AJ? That's it. But I think it's easier to give advice to a fifteen-year-old. But I think to start. Mm. I don't know. I think I can give advice to a fifteen-year-old. Oh, I could sit here for an hour with a fifteen-year-old and tell him the deals and downs and mm. my advice and my experience. Like I wouldn't go down this road and this way, this age and these mm. pros and cons of that. But I think if you're talking to yourself, looking back on yourself, saying, as a 15-year-old, what advice would you give? That's different. And it's a very difficult question. Yeah, it is a bit weird. Like, I stopped drinking at 15. Last time I drank, I was 15. That's mad to me. Isn't it? That's mad. I only start drinking at 15. Mm. I'm ram royal then for a few years. Do you remember the first time you ever got drunk? Mm. What 15th think? birthday. Was it, yeah? yeah? So that's your first time ever drinking? First time ever drinking. Mm. Like now, we used to rob a blade and like me might be having Mick McCarthy's in the gaff the place, be packed there, we can now rob a bottle, bring it up to the round drinking, you know what I mean? And act locked uh, in. Oh, ah, yeah. I believe it's scuttered then. Yeah. But nowhere near it. Yeah. I think the first time. First time I remember proper drinking, like, mm. yeah, bleeding. Two, two litres of bone was for 7.50 it was. Mm. Two of the big bottles, two of them down the flats, locked. I remember, I think we were about 12. It was a gang of us. And I can't remember oh, what we got. Drinking like a way of robbing bottles here and there. Someone, got a, that, someone got a tray or something and there was about five or six, or it could have been seven of us. And I remember, because I remember like you had the proper drink. Mm. We were sitting down we were drinking. And I remember walking up to me, got to go to the toilet and one of my mates was with me and I felt dizzy. Mm. And I remember saying to him, is this what being drunk is? Is this how you feel? Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I remember thinking like, because this is shit like, yeah. Do you know that dizzy feeling? And I was like, I don't get this. Yeah. I was like, what's so good about this? You know, like that? Well, it does. It's not just that, obviously. Yeah, I know, but like, like get, that is a part of it. Yeah, yeah. And then I was that's thinking... That's only like the mm. smallest part. Like, you do get confident on it. Yeah. You'll become another person. Like, mm. like, you see all the time, you see introverts. 
I know you mean people who cannot look in the eye, they're looking at the floor and they have a few drinks and that. You fucking annoys me the way you do this. Yeah. And you're like, how the yeah. like many you, you're all coming out now, yeah. Yeah, we haven't heard you talk before, yeah. yeah. That's what they're saying, that drunk melt so by mind, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And now you're leaking getting lippy and all, you've got a nail bone the mush. Yeah. But that, that's why, look at those. That's why I think most people drink. Yeah. They come out of their shell. Like, especially in, <coughs> introverts, like. Which I think is sad. It is sad, but I think, like, like, I actually encourage it, if that's the case. I really do encourage yeah. Having a few drinks would be like that. I really, really do. And I think, like, especially, like, you need to... We're not... We're extroverts, yeah? Mm. You need to remember, like, introverts, like, who are single probably think to themselves, I'm never, ever going to be in a relationship. Mm. They wouldn't be able to. Like, in their heads, probably thinking, like, overthinking, like, a date or something like that. Like, where we're, like, talk to anybody, any board, like... But that's where, just where I'm going with it. Introverts, like, that's a huge thing. So they have a few drinks on the night out. Yeah. They can now talk it's to people. confidence people, so yeah. And they can get that. So I, 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 I actually encourage... I think drinking it, it, it isn't a bad thing once you can handle that drink. Yeah, it's the same with anything, isn't it? Like, anything can be abused. But, um, yeah. but it's just I, people I, like us. That's why like I used to dawn... Like, that's when it used to dawn on me, like... You know, when people, like, used to look at you different for not drinking, and I'd be like, mate, like, step back from for a minute and think about it yeah you have to drink to be in this setting and I don't but I am the problem yeah and then I, I, like think about that remember that board I was telling Calvin there you weren't there that night me Gav nerdy who else was out with us I'm not forgetting who I was sorry if I left you out we were out on Joe Williams I remember that yeah only a couple of weeks ago and uh, two boards come over and we were all down they didn't know who we were, and we were chatting to them, blah, 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 and I both sat in my lap, and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, so we were chatting away, and she goes, what are you drinking there? And I says, Heineken Zero, she says, I don't drink. And she jumped up on my lap and goes, oh, my God, that's weird. And I go, <laughs> I goes, what do you mean, that's weird? She goes, no, 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 I, I can't do this. And she walked off. Like, but, like, as if, she's going on like as if I brought her over. Yeah. She come over, to, the two of them come over the woods, she sat on my lap, then she was chatting to me, but I mean, I was just sitting there talking, I was like, this is mad, then people around us were laughing, and I was going, what the fuck is yeah. this all about? And then she was like, that's weird. I was like, sound. But like, to me, what do you want me to do about that? How was, like, what she done is the weirdest thing I've ever heard of. When you rang me the next day, I was shocked. But did you see, the boys were recording and all because it was mad, like, it yeah. was weird. Like, imagine if I went over to a board and was like, what's the story, love, how are you, blah, 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 and sat down like, and she oh, goes, like, I'm not drinking. And you were like, oh, fuck that then. But, like, to even go over and, like, it's not like as if I said, sat on my lap, she came over and she sat yeah. on my lap and all. Like, even all that is mad weird. And then to go to me, that's weird that you don't drink. That's mm -hmm. weird. And stepped up on me and walked off. I was like, sound. Yeah. Like, what do you want me to do about that? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, some people live in this bubble. Mad bubble. It's a bubble. Yeah. yeah. Where they're like, you don't drink, that's weird. That's strange. Where, like, that would have been a common thing to think, I think, even a closest five years ago people would think you're not drinking that's mad I still think it's people still think it's they mad they do but I think we're progressing yeah and I think like a lot of, I don't want to sound bleeding big head but obviously you see my recovery bleeding post mm. the funny one where I got a little bit of stick out of the yoke but uh, my recovery post Jeff Temple's recovery month I put that up the two pictures of me and you see a lot of people saying texting saying like you're making a kill to be sober yeah. now and then I got a lot of messages about the two of us. Also, if they always look at the comments under it, though, it's like, my, my recovery date is this. Yeah. So, so it's so common for a lot of people. And, but I think doing things like that, the, the benefits of doing things like that, putting posts up like that, 
mm. and talking about it on a platform or on your social medias or whatever is for people to see actually you can actually have a good life or live a life without drinking mm. so that's what that's what the benefits of that is and then all the messages I got as well like you don't see them I couldn't get through them all obviously because like that thing fucking blew up but like a lot of messages like you used to on that podcast have helped me so much and I'm sober now four months blah 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 and this thing mm. like because like, it actually is cool Mm. I actually I think it's impressive when I meet someone on night out and they go I don't drink regardless if it's inspiration like took inspiration from us or from somewhere else doesn't matter when someone comes with me on a night out and they say I'm not drinking either I know you don't drink I'm like that's actually impressive yeah do you know what I mean like fair ball shit yeah I'd, I'd like people out there who are thinking about getting off the drink to go well and don't tell anyone you're not drinking mm. and just see how you feel in that sentence you know what I mean? It's daunting, bro. It is. Of course. I'm but don't tell anybody because I think you're adding, you're adding extra pressure on. Yeah. Because people are going to expect you to be different then. Just see how how you feel. There's some parties I still go to now. Like, like I can go out and show about no, no problem now. Like, I'm used mm. to it now. But I mean, there's some parties I go to and I'm like, whoa, this mm. is actually daunting. You know when Everyone's like a rob car. Everyone's running the muck. I'm like, whoa, this is heavy. Mm. Like, shit. You know what I mean? So I think there's certain settings as well where you have to be... Definitely. Careful. And I used to... Like, me and Ryan used to always joke on it. He used to always say that I hated going home. And I used to love going out, going back to a party. You'd have great crack. But then I remember something shifted and then you'd go back to a party and everyone would be out ahead. And I'm, I used to think, like, this is not enjoyable to be here. Like, you're not even socialising anymore. Yeah. People are just sitting here, lit. You know what I mean? Now, don't get me wrong, it's probably good to be lit because the feeling you're going through, yeah, but like from a social setting... There's no crack happening here. It's actually not. And I can talk from experience saying that. It's not. Like, they get to a stage of the night, maybe six, seven in the morning, whatever it is. It could be the next day, three o'clock the next day. We've all been there. Like, where you're sitting there going, why didn't I go home at two or three o'clock when everyone went home? Yeah. Now I'm sitting there with three of us and I'm not talking the same song as I'm leaving. That's what I'm saying. It's not It's not like, it's, oh, that was a good party. I wish I was there. There's nobody, nobody in the world will tell you that that's good. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think... That's that's the conversations that we're having nowadays. Like, especially with all, all of our friends, a lot of our friends are like, will openly say to us, "Oh, I'd love to not have to do that." Mm. You know what I mean? Mo- um, most of my friends say that to me. Most of my friends, when they're in bits and all, they're going, "Oh, like," and that that being deadly serious. It's not one of them things where I need to blade and get on that show, but they're like, I genuinely wish that I didn't have to do that. Mm. Sure. Really After the the last live show, we went out, but we stayed out. Now that me mean you, but me and some of the boys we stayed out, and I came in at seven that morning. Mm. I came in and my boards man was making breakfast. Yeah, and I mean I had a good crack. Like where I went, I went back to one of the boys' gas, and we had good crack that night. You know what I mean? It was a good party. And the next day, then I'm able to go home, had a cape and I'm fresh. You know like that? And fresh. nobody there was fucking. Yeah, fine, yeah. <laughs> no one that was sitting there stuck to the sofa. You know what I mean? Everyone was having a chat. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah. There was stuff. People are doing stuff that we won't say what it was, but I mean, you were engaged in conversations, you were there, do you know what I mean? It yeah. wasn't one of them where everyone's sitting there like zombies playing SoundCloud on a loop. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, I'd, I'd encourage someone just to try not drinking, going out. I think they're even thinking about it, that's, all, that's already a big move. Yeah, because you're, so you're acknowledging the fact that yeah. this isn't right. Yeah. That you need this thing to... Especially if you're not just, because a lot of people aren't even, look, there's a... It's actually such a bad thing at the moment. So bad out there. 
uh, with drug use. Like, it yeah. really is. Like, it's, getting, it's getting more so, I think. Yeah, and there's, there is a so lot much of people that are, just, are no longer just like recreationally using. Yeah. Like, they're using like the way I would have. Like, every day. There is an addiction, hours, yeah. Seven days yeah. a week. A lot of people are at that stage now. Because uh, I engage in a lot of conversations with people about that because I'm actually passionate about it I like talking about it to people and like they're saying to me I'm actually using every single day now like what do I do blah 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 like yeah. it's, it's getting worse and if you see someone like that don't be afraid to kind of reach out to them and let them know look you have an issue and they might need do you know what as well because they might know deep down they have an issue but it could be an ego thing where you're afraid to come out and ask for help so if somebody acknowledges it for you, like you have a problem, they might say, yeah, yeah. I actually know I do. Yeah. Thanks for reaching out and acknowledging it. Now I know I can talk about this. Yeah. So let people know. Not in a... Condescending way. Yeah, I don't think Be that like, works. Be like, are you all right? I don't think that works with people. State your name going around, bro. Like, yeah. fucking sort yourself. That doesn't work. No. And that nearly... It's counterproductive. Like, yeah, counterproductive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I think it's just genuinely sitting down and saying, mate, or do you think you have a problem here? Mm. What the fuck is going on? Mm. You know that type of way? Yeah. And everything else that comes with it, as you said, like the, the financial, like uh, it's expensive to be drinking. And then everything that comes on top of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then like you've the, the repercussions. But even, you're not the same person. You know? No. Like we talked about my brother's episode earlier. Like, if you listen to what they said about me, they were like, it was hard to sit around you. Yeah. It was hard to, like you were a shit brother. A shit friend, mm. or a shit person to be around, and that's facts. Like you could not sit around me. Like I was, you. Do, I don't think anybody fully understands, unless you were around me, what I was like when I was drinking and using. Like I was, like a nasty person. Like if you sit around me, I only take like we could be sitting here and now just having a conversation. And you could say something really disagree with, and I go, "Hold on, for a fucking minute," and it goes <laughs> right, and you're like, "Whoa!" Like it's explosions yeah. off the bat, and like I know you don't know. I was just very on edge. I was very insecure, very, like, there's so many things, like, and then I don't, as well, like, when people talk to me about they want to get sober and blah, 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 you can easily tell them the health benefits, great, and the financial benefits, but, like, I think, like, something switches psychologically, like, something in your brain switches after a certain period of time. I felt like mine was after about a year or over a year, like, where I woke up one morning and, boom, I actually felt happier, like, I felt different, like, it's hard to explain. Everything feels different in your life. You f- but I it's think, a weird one. I think it's because you're actually feeling. Yeah, but I think that's that's the hardest part about being sober, I think, is you have to feel. Yeah. When something bad happens, you have to sit with it. Mm. Where I never had to deal with that ever in my yeah. life. Like when I was, when obviously when I was a kid, I had to, but from the age of 15 onwards, I never had to deal with that. So anything bad that happened, you go to the pub, mm. or you, you got a few drinks, or you got a bike, yeah. anything bad. So the hardest part now for me about being sober is not staying sober. It's staying sober when something bad happens. Yeah, that's something so that I thought that about. Moments, like like we were talking about earlier, when, when I just go into self-destruct mode, which I do often enough for no reason, like nothing sets me up. I'm just like, boom, I'm going to burn this whole world to the ground. Mm. I go, why don't I just get a drink? Why don't I just get a bag? Why don't I just do this? Why don't I just do that? And then when I relax, I go, right, why am I self-destructing here? There's something going on blah, 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 and I try and think it out. I think I'm a lot better now than I was before. Like, I'm still learning every day. Like, exactly. People think, like, I made them months sober now, probably when this podcast comes out, I think actually the day this comes out, and I, don't, I haven't even been counting. The only reason why I was, I've seen someone putting up a recovery month joke, and then I've seen it and goes, oh, September's recovery. 
Oh, I need to get to a year, I need to get to a year. That's what I was saying, there is no goal. No. Every day is a battle. And there is. But I think now, like, I think, yeah, I make the amount sober now and this probably comes out. But, like, people think, like, when you get to a certain point, you're over it. I'm no. not. I'm not. Now, I will say, I'm doing that alter train program at the minute. And that's keep. That's really keeping me occupied in terms of, I haven't had as many urges. But, like, I still got a notch. Like, mm. I had an urge. I'm out injured with me with me ribs. I fractured my ribs two weeks ago. Two weeks ago tomorrow or something. And last and, and I haven't been training now. I'm out two weeks. But like last week I had an urge at Electric Picnic. I'm ten I was that close to dropping two ways. Mm. And then you know what that leads to I'm at the taking two ways. Do a hell of to bring you down at yeah. 50 before you know it. Three days later you're still on it and you're going. Right, I'm not throwing everything out the window. Fuck, I may as well stay on it. So it's easy to slip. Yeah. It's easy to fall into that. But, uh, yeah, like people think you get over it after, like, oh, maybe if I get to a year, I'm out, you'll never be over it. Yeah. I know people, I've met people through this podcast and I've met people in recovery on this journey, like, over the over the last little while, who are in recovery 10, 15, 20 years and they still know you're only one moment away. Exactly, I know yeah. you always think that. That's my biggest fear now. If something happened to one of my close family members or something, would I use? Yeah. Would I go back to it? So I was thinking about that. Like, you know when you hear like people are, like someone dies, they all get out in the pub. Mm. And I was thinking like, I don't I don't have that. You know when I've always had to sit with your feelings. I always it's had to tough. sit with them. It is very tough. And but I think now you learn and I've like obviously learned the hard way. Like I know when I'm going down that that bad road and I know like Jesus, you better stop yourself because you've already been down the end of that one, you know what it's like. Mm. And even when there's deaths in the family and stuff like that, you're like, you just have to, you have to just take it. You know what I mean? You take the good with the bad, but like... That's the hardest part about being sober. It is. Anybody who's sober will know that and anybody who's, who's in recovery and anybody who just doesn't drink like yourself, who has to sit with that feelings, it's fucking, you've been doing that your whole life. But you need to think about it, the dark days are dark, but they make the bright days brighter, you know what I mean? hundred percent. And that's, that's something what I always say to myself. Like when I mean a rut or nothing bad happens in my life and I'm like if I just had a fucking sniff now I'd be brand new then I go to myself but if I can get through this day and wake up tomorrow morning imagine mm-hmm. how good I'm going to feel if I don't mm-hmm. and then it's that battle with the urge and then when you do make it through look I have been so far touch wood but so far like when you do make it through you're right then the dark days are dark but the bright days are fucking bright like. definitely and you see the people like people have been messaging us and you can tell I'd, I'd feel bad for the people that do reach out because like we're not really equipped to handle it. Like I, I'll, I'll try my best yeah. to help somebody, but I know quite well there's, there's, yeah, there's other out. people out there who can help you better. Yeah. And they'd be like, I'm 60 days sober. And I'd be like, do you know what? That's someone who's literally just slugging her out to get to them 60 days. And I always say to them, don't count your days. Just be like, look, I'm getting through tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes, I'm getting through the next day. And that's it. Don't mind the number behind you or what's ahead of you. And don't be like, I'm at... I'm at 177 days. I can't wait to get to the six-month mark. Don't think it that way. Yeah. Just like, I got through today, so I think, I think I got that did th- help me at the start, but then I got obsessed with it. Yeah, and then you were like, I'm going to throw that all away. Yeah. And that and that's a lot. Don't mind that. Don't mind that. So, like, at the start, like, I was like, I need to get to a month. 
and I got to and I was like, oh, right, let's get another go. Let's try and get the two and three. And that did work. Mm. And it did work until I went, oh, I got the six and seven. I think it was eight months when I had that slip last March. I think it was eight or nine months sober at the time. And I was like, then I remember going, oh, if I slip now, I'm fucked. Mm. And then there's that pressure of, yeah, I'm at the getting here, but now if I have one drink, I'm, I'm going to throw all that away. And there's that weird dynamic in your head. Yeah. And then something bad happened and I did slip. And I was, I'm not throwing her all away. Oh, dear, but the thing that you that. didn't know, but you know now is, you can start again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? And yeah. that is the thing, like, yeah, you can go back down that dark road, but the fucking sun rises again tomorrow. 100%. And tomorrow's a new day. Just make sure you're there to fucking see it, like. Yeah, definitely. You know? But, um, yeah, that's why I try, I try and always say to people, I'm not being dramatic when I tell you it can kill you. It's not the drink and the drugs. I don't think you're going to overdose. And fucking your liver's gonna fall out of your ass at 22. But I think there's a lot of stuff that comes. I think, first of all, you're using drugs and drink for a reason. So you have something hidden mm. consciously in there that you need to work on. They're trying to bury you. Yeah. You're trying to bury something. So if some sort of trauma there, if you're, if, I'm not talking about the bleeding weekend drink. I'm talking to people who, are, who can't go through the week without drinking and using every day. Um, you have something already in there as it is that's making you do that. And then the repercussions to drinking and using drugs is clearly, like, serious, like, you know what I mean? Like, when I had that relapse last year, I genuinely thought I was going to do it. It's the first time I ever thought about committing suicide, like, ever in my life. You think you're suicidal at times, you're like, oh, yeah, if I did, I'd get rid of all this, but you're never fully... That's the first time when I was, like, nearly planning it. Like, I need to do this. Like, you know that type of way? So Mm. that's why I mean the vital, that, like... Like it's not I'm not being dramatic when I say it to people like that that can be the end you like yeah. no matter and how young you're at. It it takes the weekend users to realise, oh, do you know what that actually felt alright? I'm gonna continue this on and then before you know it, it's Tuesday and it's Wednesday and you're still doing it. Exactly. And then happens. you are you're like, do you know, I don't wanna go back to feeling the way I did when I was sober because you are actually hiding something that you didn't realise was an issue. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't realise how socially anxious they are and drug use will actually amplify how anxious you are. And it's not going to benefit you. Yeah, you'll probably feel this high for a couple of minutes and it comes back down. We're constantly chasing that high down the cover and make yourself feel numb. Christy Diggleman, we said it, the first time he took heroin, the numbness felt fucking great because you couldn't feel anything. Like, imagine not being able to feel anything. You're not feeling happy, you're not feeling sad, you're feeling nothing. Then when you're sober, the nothing is fucking deeper than any high you'll ever get. And that's why I think there's a lot of, in society now, there's so much pressure and we don't, we, I know we are getting better at talking but I don't think we realise that people don't, don't feel water. Mm. And then when you're in that pit, you feel worthless and the anxiety gets on top of you. And then the side effects of using drugs is depression and that gets on top of you as well. And now the actual depression that you already had that you're trying to cover up builds up on top of that as well. And then sometimes it does get too much for a lot of people. Mm. And they think, do you know what, I'll just get, I'll just get over the weekend to cover that. But no, that fucking makes it worse as well. So what we do need to realise is that, yeah, we do come from a place where we all feel poxy sometimes. And we do need to normalise that. Do you know what? Yeah, them two boys talk about feeling poxy. I feel poxy. That's mad, isn't it? A lot of people feel poxy a lot of the time as well. And fucking life is hard, lads. You know what I mean? Mm. And we're just, I don't know. We're actually, actually getting really, really, really fucking deep on this podcast now lately. The last few minutes. I'm trying to get ahead of you. No. How did we get here? I don't even know what was said. But um, I yeah, just need to realise there is a lot of help out there. Do you know what? You're not gonna find it at the end of a fucking bag or a bottle. Um, 
And if you do see our mates going down that road, don't be afraid to fucking reach out and try and be as nice as possible about it as well. As we said, don't be saying, get your act together. Ask them, are they all right? Tell them that you've noticed that they're using a lot. Tell them that. You don't have to be in person. You can ring them or text them. Yeah. You know? Because I think a lot of people are, I think it's daunting. For some people, not for all, if you can't pull them in person and just say, look, I think you are using a lot, do that. But I think for some people, like, that's daunting because they don't know how to do react. So send them a message and just be like, oh, do you think you're using a lot more than you should, blah, blah, blah. Look, I'm just letting you know I'm here if you have any yeah. help. Let them know that you care. Let them know that you're worried. Because some people might need that bit of empathy, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, as I said, yeah, like society, life is tough. Um, people who don't feel like they're worth it there's pressures in life you know what I mean whether it be from a job relationships fucking being a parent uh, school because when I was bleeding there's teenagers that listen to us as well like it is, it is tough and we're not fucking living the perfect life either you know what I mean so let people know that you care let people know that you're there for them and uh, if you're on the other end of this people do care about you I know a lot of people say that they see no way out and they think no one cares about them People who fucking care about you, some be upset if you weren't here, and that's a fact. Yeah, I don't know. What would we call this episode? <laughs> what would we call this episode? Oh, so every episode starts with an R, oh, right? You just want us to tell us why? No. Because <laughs> we don't <laughs> try, know why. Try, try and figure it out. If anyone we tell it why we start the episodes with an R, oh, or Revolu, just. We call the episode Revolu. <laughs> <laughs> so the only way you can find out why this episode's gone left blue is because you have to get to here. Yeah, that's so, a good point. That's, that's a good little... Uh, that's a good Easter egg. Is that what they're called? Yeah, I like that, yeah. Yeah, so there's an Easter egg voice. But if you can figure out what we telling them, no, we're not telling them. Is that going to find out? There's a mad reason. There's going to be people hounding us now. Do you remember someone texted some big mad conspiracy about the podcast before? Like, this happened and that person done this and this and this is why I ended up that way. he's a sound fella, right? And he does be at the live shows. And now, the second you said that, I knew where you were going. I know he was You were supposed to have this person on as a guest. Yeah. They pulled down and now you got this person as a guest. And that happened. And I was... And do you know what the funny thing is? None of that. He couldn't have been further from the like, truth. I mean, miles. But I remember then he sent the message and he goes, this, 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 and this, and you can't tell me who that was. Like, that's yeah. what happened. I was like... Now, he sound and he actually supports us. Yeah. He's, but he was like... That's a conspiracy. This happened. Yeah. He pulled out, you just got him in, blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And we were like, like, you're actually so wrong. Yeah. But like, now it's a conspiracy about talking bollocks. Yeah. When are we getting invited into the Illuminati? That's what I want to know. Do you know, everyone in the industries are, yeah, every, the little subliminal yoke. We have our, oh, that's it. That's, we subliminally dropped the Illuminati in last week with Willa, or the other week with Willa. We were like, God, oh, this is the trauma triangle. We are letting the Illuminati in. Yeah, hell. and John John Connors was mentioning Machiavelli as well. So, say Tilpak isn't dead. So, we're breaking the fourth wall with our own podcast. Uh, we don't know what's going on. Fuck the God. Right. Uh, <laughs> Episode. <laughs> I think we're at the end of the round. I, mean, I actually had a positive experience with the guy. Will you tell them? Because you told, did you tell the Saturday picnic? I did. Yeah, yeah tell her how because it's people will listen. Right. So <laughs> no, uh, listen, that let you picnic. They were on to come up. Yeah. Well, I rang you the next day and I was like, I think I had a positive. No, that day I was like, I had a positive experience well, like, with the guy. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, that. Yeah, we call them positive experiences. 
Right, so any experiences which is not negative is a positive experience in my eyes. Like if they didn't call you a scumbag and threaten to nick you, it's a positive experience. Or if they didn't square it up the end, say like who just smile and get the thumbs up to the car windows like they keep doing. It's very chill. <laughs> no, so uh, so <laughs> the night of the live show, um, as I said, I went back to a party and it was me and two of the boys in the car and I had the directions on the sat and I was driving and then the two boys in the car acting the bollocks and I says, boys, that's the guard behind me. But they thought I was missing. So it was literally the only car on the road and this other car was up my arse. And they were like, is it? And I was like, I know now because I had a left horn coming up down this blade and the housing estate and I torn the thing was right up my arse. I was like, yeah, I goes, we're going to get pulled. So with that, the lights come on. The guy to pull me in, comes over. And I was thinking to myself, like, why the fuck did he pull me? Like, what did I do wrong? And then I was like, there's three yumpers driving around in a golf. Obviously, they're going to fucking pull us. So he comes over and he checks the window. And my insurance wasn't out of date, but like it was the 8.22. So it's the August 22. So it's not out of date until the end of August. And they were like, have you got your policy renewed? I was like, yeah. And they were like, have you got proof of that? And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. So I'm like pulling up emails and all this shit because uh, I'm waiting for the disc to come out. And he's like, uh, have you got your license on you? My license was in the booth, so I had to get out of the car. And obviously, I'm in the three piece suit after doing the live show in Vicar Street. And the cop I was like, What the fuck? What's the story with you? I was like, I'm at the being in Vicar Street doing a live show. And he's like, What do you do? I was like, oh, I do a podcast. And he's like, Yeah, what's it called? I was like, Talking bollocks. So I was like, I got real embarrassed by it. And I was like, Then I was thinking, like, Does he know me? Do you know, like that? So uh, I hope he doesn't. Yeah, so he's there taking all the details and he's ringing fucking stations and what have you to, to prove that I have insurance and he's checking my license and all. And he's like, oh, I listen to the podcasts. Uh, I go, what ones do you listen to? He's like, sport ones. I was like, ah, sure, they listen to more bollocks than Oh, they talk more bollocks than me, I says. And then he goes, now, Calvin, have you got anything on you in the car that you shouldn't have? And I goes, would you stop? I says, I don't even drink your head case yet, yeah? So he gets back into the car. He goes, yeah, you have to produce your insurance in 10 days. They'll pick it whatever station you want. And I was fuming. I was like, I'm not showing you all the proof that it's been renewed. You rang the station and checked and all this shit. And he goes, no, you have to produce it. So I was like, what a bleeding wanker. I went to the station to produce it. I go over and give him all my details, handing me license and all. And he's like, yeah, no, but I'm checking them wherever. And he goes, I'm just making a copy of your license. I'll be back. So I'm standing there thinking, fuck's sake. He comes back out, hands me my license and he goes, eh, you were great in Vicar Street there last week. And I goes, oh, were you there? He goes, yeah, you and the other fella, he's bleeding deadly. And I goes, oh, nice one. Thanks very much. And he goes, eh, yeah, that, that's no problem. That's all done, sorted for you. I goes, yeah, I actually got pulled the night of the live show. And he goes, what, are you serious? And I explained the whole situation. And he goes, for fuck's sake, that's a lot of bollocks, isn't it? And I was like, yeah, isn't it? And he's like, yeah, don't mind them and all. And I walked out and I was thinking, did that cop just agree with me that I had a bad experience with the guard? Yeah. And I was, I was really shocked by the whole thing. And then I was thinking, he was in Vicar Street in the midst of all that blade madness. <laughs> Not a bother to him. <laughs> And madness is right. And he's only, he was young as well. I say he was about 22, 23. And I was thinking, like, fucking, that's mad, isn't it? And I was thinking to myself as well, like, so he's disagreeing with the fact that one of his colleagues was being a prick. You know, like that? So I was like, that, that's a positive experience in my eyes. What a legend. Shout out to you. You know, he's gonna know. He, he knows who he is, yeah, so. Yeah, legend, mate. Yeah. So. Right, I think. Um, do you know what? We have uh, big stuff coming up, so we're at the awards this Friday as well just shout oh, out the yeah, Irish Podcast yeah. Awards thanks to everybody who voted for us in the Listener's Choice Award as well we really do appreciate that we were nominated in the top 20 they've narrowed it, narrowed it down there was over 40,000 votes they narrowed it down to the top 20 uh, podcasts uh, based on the votes so we made it to the top 20 and that to me is enough 
there's some very, very all right. There's some very, very big uh, hitters in there, big names. Nobody so. remembers second place. We better fucking win there. Um, now, but shout out to everybody who did get nominated. There is a big deal. There is a big deal, and the fact that we made it into the top twenty, so we do appreciate it. We only made it there because of you. So yeah. thanks very much. So we have them, and we've a couple of big things coming. You don't know when it happens anyway. There's no point to me trying to say, oh, you'll we'll let you know soon. You don't know when it happens. Like, yeah. So that's it. Episode yeah. 90. 91. 91. Uh, take us out, Kino. Boom. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app. What you waiting for? Put your back in it. Just a little The hip knocker.